This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, April the 26th, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great Tuesday. So many news stories are circulating here in the wrestling world on the various websites and social media platforms. So what we're going to do is jump right into it right now. E-Wrestling News is reporting at this hour by Thomas Lawson. Kenny Omega gives huge tease for upcoming eight. AEW Fight Forever video game. Now, AEW Executive Vice President Kenny Omega has teased an update on the AEW Fight Forever video game. While speaking with the Retro Gaming YouTube channel, put your quarters on the glass, Omega talked about the upcoming game and teased an in-depth look. Omega would go on to say, I mean, we're working real hard on trying to get something that is presentable, trying to get something that is going to be complete as soon as possible, and hopefully that means this year. Hopefully we're going to have some more material to show everyone really soon, and I know there will be something to actually really be released soon. I'm not sure when the official release for the game will be. It's already going to be time to tell, but right now it's just a little bit away. We're going to give you a taste of a little things to come, but it should be something more expansive in the future. Something a little bit more in-depth look. 
I would say in the upcoming months, for sure, we are going to keep everyone involved on the progress of the video game. AEW's Fight Forever will be the promotion's first console game and will be reportedly released later this year. That is the goal from AEW, specifically with Kenny Omega. If you head on over to E-Wrestling News, and Thomas Lawson is reporting at this hour. Ryan Clark is reporting at this hour for E-Wrestling News. FTR reacts to the rumors that WWE is interested in bringing them back. FTR, which is Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, recently appeared on the Sessions with Renee podcast and commented on the recent rumors that there is some interest from WWE at bringing back the former Revival tag team to the company. Now, Dax Harwood on rumors of WWE being interested in bringing them back. He would say, and I quote, I think we know about as much as everyone else does. We left that place because we didn't get a push. They didn't have a focus on tag team wrestling the way we were looking at it. And there was a ceiling that just we couldn't get through. We wanted to do more. We wanted to be known as the greatest tag team of all time there. Well, we had to leave to do that, but we did what we had to do. That's why we were so insistent on getting our releases. Now, I see the screenshots from all different news outlets saying they want to re-sign us, and that's flattering and cool, but we got some more time here. I told Tony Khan, because obviously he heard about it, I told him there is no way we would ever talk contracts with anybody else while we are working with him. We have way too much respect for him, and his word means everything to us. I started thinking, they do want us to stay in AEW, don't they? It's pretty cool that Cody Rhodes is doing what he has done, but there are so many unknowns out there. Will they ever focus on tag team wrestling like they did the last two years here in AEW? Now, money is not everything for us, but I do have a family, so I have to take care of them. But once again, it's not all about the money. It's about what we leave behind as far as our wrestling history. Cash Wheeler's thoughts on the rumors. I was driving to the airport when he sent me the screenshot. I was like, is this legit? Is this a real thing? That's how I officially found out, sitting at the airport getting ready to board a flight. I'm thinking about how crazy all of this is and how crazy this year has been for us. This is one more thing that I'm like, how is this even real? I don't even know how much things have changed since the last time we were there wrestling as a tag team. We're getting to show everybody right now what tag team wrestling can be and what our vision of tag team wrestling is. It's a buzz right now. Tag teams are killing it everywhere, not just us. We're at the top obviously, but with tag teams and wrestling in general, wrestling is killing it right now. It's creating such a buzz, and we have some of the best tag teams that we've ever had in wrestling in the last couple of decades. Everyone in New Japan, Impact, AEW, WWE, MLW, and so many other ridiculously talented people that are getting into tag team wrestling. If you'd like to read more about what FTR had to say about their status and as far as what their plans are for the future when it comes to wrestling, check out the article right now by Ryan Clark trending on eWrestling News. All right, we're getting some updates on Road Dog. He discusses his past animosity towards WWE. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. Brian Road Dog James has commented on the past animosity that he had towards WWE, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H after he and Billy Gunn were released from the company. Now, as many of you know, they all patched things up at the WWE Hall of Fame back in 2019. Now, on his animosity towards WWE, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H after their release, he said, I want to be very clear. It pissed off a couple of guys that we were in the active edition 
It was a couple of guys whose egos were just out of control. We thought, where they thought, we were bigger than the business. We thought, how dare could you fire us? We did have a pretty big image of ourselves. Look, once you come out of that fog, and sometimes when you are involved in drug addictions, you kind of clear your mind and you start thinking about the part that you played in all of it. Like, what did I do? Did I do it all? Did they have anything to do with it? Well, it has changed. We've grown up, you know what I mean? We realize that in time that all those feelings were real, I could have fought either one of them and they'd show up somewhere. I could have fought them all at one time, but you know, man, that's the way it was. What a piece of crap I am. There's so many things that they continued to say on upcoming with giving up with the name Voodoo Kin Mafia when they were in TNA. It was always going to be VKM. Me and one of my children, I sat in my recliner, and one of my children sat on the computer and said, look at all the words that start with V. Then I thought, voodoo. Voodoo's kind of cool. I thought, well, voodoo kin is like, we've come up, we're Kip James, and well, kin, that kind of sounds it. Okay, we so we got voodoo kin now. All right. Then we looked at the word mafia, and it all just seemed to fit. Voodoo Kin Mafia, which also had the letters of VKM, which was Vincent Kennedy McMahon. If you'd like to read more on the article of what Road Dog had to say about addiction, about his animosity towards WWE, and how he finally reconciled at the 2019 WWE Hall of Fame, go ahead and read the article that Ryan Clark has posted. All right, Andrew Ravens is writing in his hour, WWE NXT star pulled from tonight's show. Now, WWE has announced that Tony D'Angelo versus Quinn will no longer take place on tonight's episode of NXT 2.0. Quinn is now officially not medically cleared to wrestle for the bout, and it's unclear what the actual excuse or issue is with him health-wise. However, WWE is expected to announce his replacement shortly. Follow WWE NXT on Twitter and other forms of social media, and you will get all of the updated information on who his replacement will be for tonight's card. All right, moving on. There is a title match added to Saturday's GCW In Too Deep event. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, GCW, which is Game Changer Wrestling, has announced that Bussy, Alley Catch, and Effie will put their tag team titles on the line in a triple threat match against the Briscoes, which is Mark and Jay Briscoe, the Second Gear Crew, which is Mance Warner and Matthew Justice. Their GCW In Too Deep event is this Saturday at the Showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Once again, a triple threat for the GCW Tag Team Titles. If you'd like to find out more, follow GCW Wrestling on Twitter. They are at GCW Wrestling underscore. Once again, their main event is going to be a three-way tag team championship. Now, here's the updated card. Joey Janela is going to be going against Speedball Mike Bailey. You have Chris Dickinson versus Biff Bruswick. You have John Wayne Murdoch versus Cole Raddick. You have Arika in Hoodfoot, Mo Atlas. Slade versus Sawyer Wreck. Jordan Oliver versus Masa Slamovich. Like I said, if you'd like to find out more on this, go ahead and follow Game Changer Wrestling on Twitter and other forms of social media about their big event that's going to be coming up on Saturday. Ric Flair is making headlines today as he talks about things that happened to him back in 2017 and how WWE was looking to jump on that. 
Ric Flair says WWE made a video package anticipating his passing away back in 2017. WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair recently appeared on the Pivot podcast to talk about a wide range of topics. Now, in 2017, Flair had surgery to remove an obstruction piece of his bowel, which led to various complications, including serious kidney failure. Flair noted that WWE came and made a tribute package for him in case he actually had passed away. Now, he said this, 31 days later, I woke up in ICU. For 13 days, I was on life support. I had no memory for six months. I could remember going forward, but I had no memory of the past. They wrote me off. I was operated on a Monday morning. WWE made a package like it was only a 5% chance that I was going to live. It makes you reevaluate everything. By the end of the day, I still think of it. And if you're not hurting anybody, you're certainly not being malicious. I don't think it's wrong to have a little bit of fun. Now, I'm not going to stop having fun. I spent a year worrying about when I was going to die every day. Once you've been that sick, I mean, all you do is kind of try to get over it, but you still have tremendous anxiety. And then sometime later, you start feeling a little bit more comfortable. Then I had one beer and one champagne and then two beers. And then a couple of years now, I'm drinking vodka every once in a while. I think the best way to put it is there's nothing left for me to do. I'm going to have fun. My family is all in a good place. So Ric Flair comments that when he only had a 5% chance of living, WWE had already made a tribute video package for him. And what was his thoughts were? If you'd like to read more on this article, cruise on over to eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens is writing this article at this hour. All right, moving on to more e-wrestling news. So many things are trending in the world of wrestling. Uh, Brandon Ewing is writing in at this hour that Willie Mack to receive UNW Championship match next month. Now, Impact Wrestling star Willie Mack will be receiving a UWN Championship match against New Japan Pro Wrestling star and reigning UWN champion Chris Dickinson next month. Now, United Wrestling Network president Dave Marquez announced through social media that the decorated UWN alumni Willie Mack will be the next in line to get a shot at the world heavyweight champion Chris Dickinson at their next event. It will be battle of UWN past versus present, who will be the future. Mack has a lot of championship history in the promotion as a former Heritage Champion and United World Television Champion. Willie had a notable feud with Scorpio Sky over the TV title. Mack also won the promotion's second annual Red Carpet Rumble in the past. Now, Pro Wrestling is also reporting that NP and JPW Signee Chris Dickinson recently returned to action from a serious injury he had. Now, prior to that, Dickinson defeated Peter Avalon, Fred Rozier, and Mike Bennett in a tournament to become the inaugural UWN World Champion. The battle with Willie Mack marks Dickinson's third title defense after his win over Manders and Davey Richards. Now, the title match will headline the taping that will also include UWN talent, along with talent from AEW, Impact Wrestling, and New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Tickets for the event are on sale. You can cruise on over to improv.com forward slash Irvine. Once again, that's going to be improv.com forward slash Irvine. Let's jump over to Wrestling Inc. right now and get some new information. Trending at this hour on Wrestling Inc., Mark Middleton is reporting 
that Judgment Day is the name of the new stable in WWE with Hall of Famer Edge and Damian Priest. Now, last night's Raw featured another dark backstage promo from Edge, who sat in a throne while Priest stood next to him. Edge revealed the name of the pro- name in the promo, and WWE later used it as on commentary. Edge's promo came before Priest defeated Finn Balor in a singles action last night. Now, the entrance video includes Edge's new theme song when they first come out. The transitions intro to Priest's updated theme as he heads to the ring. Edge watched the match from his throne on the stage, and after the win, Priest took a knee to the throne and stood as he raised his fist in the air. Now, there have been rumors on more members being added to the Judgment Day stable, including Rhea Ripley. Now, she continues to work as a heel after turning on Liv Morgan, and their feud has also continued on last night's show. Edge will face AJ Styles at WrestleMania Backlash on May the 8th. Now, if you want more information on this, definitely continue to follow Wrestling Inc. They will have all the information. Definitely follow WWE on Twitter and all other forms of social media. This is what Mark Middleton has been writing in at this hour. MLW, more MLW interested action right here regarding the statement that WWE made. As we reported yesterday, WWE responded with a motion to dismiss the federal antitrust lawsuit against MLW. Right now, MLW is still dealing with the courts to try to get the dismissal to be thrown out. MLW believes they have a strong case against WWE for unfair circumstances regarding competition within the world of professional wrestling and that WWE is definitely at the forefront of that. If you want to find out more about this, you can cruise on over to Mark Middleton's article that is trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Well, if you're enjoying what we are doing here on Headlines, definitely go ahead and follow me on social media. You can follow me at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. This podcast drops each and every day. It gives you all the latest headlines and what's happening in the world of pro wrestling. Let's go ahead and let's talk about Alicia Atute. Interviewer extraordinaire Alicia Atute has some news breaking on her right now. Alicia Atute has reportedly re-signed with the MLW company. Now, MLW's longtime backstage interviewer turned manager signed a three-year extension back in 2019, and now Fightful Select is reporting her original contract has been extended. Atute will now remain with MLW for years to come. Atute recently aligned with boyfriend Richard Holiday as the clout couple. Holiday signed a multi-year deal as well with MLW in 2020. And the word is he has a significant amount of time left still on the initial contract. Now, after working with Impact Wrestling from 2018 to 2019 and working the all-in event in September of 2018, Atut was hired by AEW as a backstage correspondent. She debuted on the inaugural Double or Nothing event as Alicia A., but it was then announced that she had signed a contract with MLW in mid-November of that year. Atut also works in music media and does other hosting gigs on other various brands. Now, for her significant other holiday, began his career in the Indies in 2015. He signed with MLW in the summer of 18. He is a one-time MLW Tag Team Champion with MJF and a one-time former IWA MLW Caribbean Heavyweight Champion. Holiday also has held the IWA World Heavyweight title on one occasion. Now, regarding Atut and Holiday, 
who are a real-life couple, attacked MLW World Champion Alexander Hammerstone earlier this year and turned heel to begin Toot's first managerial role in professional wrestling. This marked the end of the Dynasty stable, once included Hammerstone, Holiday, MJF, Grogan, who is now known as Mad Kruger. Toot is also accompanying Holiday to the ring as he challenges Hammerstone for the title at MLW's King of Colossum event, happening on Friday, May the 13th at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you'd like to find out more about Alicia Atut and her new contract signing, head on over to Wrestling Inc., where Mark Middleton is writing about this right now. The Hardys are making news in AEW. Mark Middleton is writing also at this hour. Tonight's AEW Dark episode will see Matt and Jeff Hardy return to AEW's YouTube channel. AEW has announced that tonight's show will feature 10-man tag team action with the Hardys top flight Frankie Kazarian taking on Private Party, The Blade, and Helico, and Max Caster. The Hardys also worked this week's Ele- Elevation episode, teaming with top flight in a win over Private Party, The Blade, and Helico as well. Now this week's AEW Dark episode, which was taped on April the 15th at the Curtis Caldwell Center in Garland, Texas, here are the matches. Red Velvet versus Dulce Tormenta, Abaddon versus Charlotte Renegade, Anna Jay and Sky Blue versus The Bunny and Rochelle Rose, Serpentico versus Lee Miority, uh, Penta Oscura versus QT Marshall, and the aforementioned 10-man tag team match. You can catch all of that if you head on over to AEW's YouTube channel for all of that. Now, Danny Wolfsonholm is writing in at this hour a little bit about Mick Foley. And Mick Foley names something Randy Orton did not do in their feud. Danny's writing in WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley joined Renee on her podcast on Sirius XM, throwing down with Renee and Misha to discuss the 20th anniversary of Randy Orton debuting in WWE. Now, Mick shared his surprise at Orton or any other pro wrestler surpassing their 20 year mark as an active in ring competitor. Mick would go on to say, I think it's surprising when anyone makes it to 20 years, Foley said. I try to tell people that it's a marathon, not a sprint, and not to get too dejected. I remember not being a name dropper, but you're going to drop a name. You might as well drop a name like Becky Lynch. Prior to being the man, you know, she was, well, she was getting a little frustrated. Probably actually even a little bit than just a little. I remember talking to her on the phone and I was like, First of all, I'm not aware that the woman had started becoming a far better comparison of herself than the modern day women. I was telling Becky, you know, don't rule out the independence. You might feel great right now, but you're going to have the weight off of your shoulders if you go and do that. I never inquire about money when talking to people. If you don't mind giving me a ballpark figure, what do you make? And as soon as she told me, I said, well, you've got to stay. I was happy about the finances that she had officially picked up with her contract. On the Orton feud with legendary hardcore Mick Foley in 2004. Just two years after his debut, Foley revealed that they may not have crossed paths had Vince McMahon agreed to initial this storyline pitch. So if you'd like to read more about what he had to say about the big feud that happened between Mick Foley and Randy Orton, go ahead and check out Danny Wilson Holmes' article that's trending over on Wrestling Inc. right now. 
Eric Mutters reporting at this hour, Killer Cross files a new trademark for a new ring name. Killer Cross is looking to trademark, well, Killer Cross. The former WWE star and current wrestling free agent filed to trademark his ring name. Five days ago on April 1st, as of April 25th, the trademark was approved is now awaiting examination from an attorney. Killer Cross has filed the trademark under the official title as a reference both for a cross and a fictional company in the Marvel comic series for the use of entertainment purposes in MMA, pro wrestling, and in other fields. If you'd like to read more on this, you can definitely cruise on over to the article that's over on Wrestling Inc. right now. Now, Killer Cross resumed using his most recent ring name, which he used for the bulk of his career following his release from WWE in November of 21. Cross returned to the ring in February following the expiration of his no-compete clause. He has since wrestled for promotions such as Warrior Wrestling, MLW, and New Wrestling. His most notable match has taken place at WrestleMania weekend, where he lost to Minoru Suzuki in a New Japan Strong Lone Star event shootout. For more information on what's happening with Killer Cross, you can go over and check out Eric Mutter's article that is trending at this hour over on Wrestling Inc. All right, some new news about Bad Bunny. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour. Bad Bunny will be returning to a wrestling ring soon. It'll be on the silver screen with Lucha Libre. As announced on Tuesday morning at CinemaCon, the recording artist and occasional WWE wrestler will portray Juan Carlos Estrada Sanchez, a luchador, in an upcoming Sony Pictures Marvel film, El Muerto. Bad Bunny was in attendance along with Sony executives. To bring El Muerto to life is just incredible. It's so exciting, Bad Bunny said. Now, according to Marvel's official website, the character of Juan Carlos comes from a long line of wrestlers who passed down the mask of El Muerto from generation to generation, with the mask providing its holder with special powers. In his travels, Juan Carlos eventually encounters Spider-Man and even wrestles him. It was suggested at CinemaCon that Bad Bunny's Juan Carlos would be portrayed as an anti-hero as opposed to a straight-up villain or hero. Now, the role will also make Bad Bunny the first-ever Latino actor to headline a live-action Marvel film, though the film will be under the Sony banner. If you'd like to read more about Bad Bunny's plans to go ahead and mix wrestling and Marvel, go ahead, check out Eric Mutter's article that's trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Becky Lynch is making news today. WWE superstar Becky Lynch has some interesting comments. WWE star Becky Lynch recently spoke with featured cut of the day about the growth in WWE women's division. Now, she made it clear that Triple H was a huge driving factor in that and that he did not treat the women any differently than he treats the men. She would go on to say, first of all, Triple H never treated us like we were any other different than the boys, she stated. Always made us make sure that we represented NXT with great stories with me, with opportunities, and we just grew from there. And it was just a spark. I think once we proved that we were capable of hanging with the guys, we were capable also of stealing the show. It just shows people that there is no difference when it comes to Triple H. There should be no reason that I am not the main event. There should be no reason that we are not getting good stories and storylines, and we're not getting enough TV time. Being in the position we are right now, we are there to entertain the crowd, and we have done it the best in the past few years. Now, Becky Lynch was then asked if AEW's women division pushes 
her even more. She does not think that it's the case, simply because she does not think that AEW Women's Division is as good as WWE. And a quote Lynch would say, So, I wish I could say yes, but unfortunately I don't think so. They're represented the way that we are. They don't get as much time as we get. And frankly, they're not as good as we are, she said. Certainly on Raw, we have the best women's division in the world. In the world, she said. I say that without any hesitation in my voice. We have the best women's division in the world. Com competition is great, she said. It's great for them to be in another place. I have very good friends in Ruby Riot, aka Ruby Soho, is over there. I would love to see her as a champion one day. I would love to see her getting the spotlight that she deserves. Competition is always great, but over here, we are on just another level right now. We are on another level. If you'd like to read more about what Becky Lynch has to say about the women's division in WWE, Matthew Wilkinson is writing in at this hour on wrestling. WWE star calls out Mustafa Ali. Mark Middleton is writing in at this hour. WWE Intercontinental Champion Ricochet is looking to resume his rivalry with Mustafa Ali. Now, as noted on last night's Raw, Ali made his first WWE TV appearance since last October. He interrupted The Miz and WWE United States Champion Theory on Miz TV, then defeated The Miz in singles actions. After the match, Ali attacked by Champa, who is no longer being billed by his first name, Tommaso. He's just going by Champa. In an update, Ricochet took to Twitter after Ali's return and then decided to call him out. Hey, at Ali WWE, I'll be waiting with an emoji hourglass, Ricochet wrote. Ali has not yet re responded as of this writing. Now, Ricochet and Ali had a series of WWE main event matches back in 2021, which began with Ali defeating Ricochet on the April 29th episode. Ricochet won on the Mar May 6th episode, and then on May 13th, the match ended in a double countout. Ricochet won two out of three falls on May 27th episode. They also worked a series of matches a year before in 2020, which ended with Ali defeating Ricochet on November 9th and December 28th episodes of Raw. Now, Ali spoke with WWE Hall of Famer Sean Walton for his Pro Wrestling for Life podcast in May of 2021 and revealed how he went directly to WWE and CEO Vince McMahon to pitch the feud. If you'd like to hear more about what Ali said in his pitch to Vince McMahon, cruise on over right now to Wrestling Inc. And Mark Middleton is writing about that at this hour. All right, Pluto TV live streaming first event on a pro wrestling channel. Matthew Carlins is writing in at this hour. Defy Wrestling and Markout Media announced Tuesday that an upcoming event will be broadcast live on Pluto TV. Now, Defy's Wild Ones will stream for free on the Pluto TV Pro Wrestling channel on Saturday, April the 30th at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8, 8 p.m. Pacific. Defy stated in a press release that the stream will also be the first ever live Defy from both Defy and the Pluto Pro Wrestling channel together. The scheduled main event for the card is John Moxley versus Filthy Tom Lawler, Swerve Strickland, and Defy regulars Nick Wayne and Schaff are also being promoted for the show, which will be held at Washington Hall in Seattle, Washington. John Moxley defeated Schaff in Moxley's last appearance for Defy, which was last September. If you'd like to know more about this upcoming event, go ahead and cruise on over to Pluto on social media. They'll have all of the information.
All right, let's continue. Drew McIntyre is reporting this hour. He compares his WWE exit to Cody Rhodes' exit. Matthew Wilkinson is writing it this hour. SmackDown superstar Drew McIntyre recently spoke with Cultaholic Wrestling about Cody Rhodes making his return to the WWE. Now, the American Nightmare made his comeback to WWE at WrestleMania 38, but Drew insisted that was not changed the mood whatsoever backstage. The mood is exactly the same as it was. The mood suddenly changes like, oh my goodness, we're extra happy or we're extra sad. Personally, I'm happy to see him back, he said. And I know there's a few others that have been around before and have come back. You know, it's been a few years now since we've seen Cody, just because we're buddies with him. He's one of those talents that adds stuff to the show. Definitely 100%. It's cool to see how much he has grown as a performer and as a person. McIntyre believes there are plenty of similarities between himself and Cody Rhodes on their journeys. The former WWE champion thinks that Cody Rhodes went away to find himself, just like he did. On top of that, Drew thinks that Rhodes has the same chip on his shoulder to become world champion. In a quote, McIntyre would say, Much like myself, you know, when I was gone from the company, I had to kind of go out there and find out who I was as a performer and grow up as a man, he said. I think Cody had done exactly the same. It's cool, and I'd see him before, and then when he came back, I was aware of what happened. But it's cool to see him back in WWE, and I knew everyone outside the company was still aware that he had a chip on his shoulder. If you'd like to read more about what Drew McIntyre had to say about how his career definitely parallels Cody Rhodes in their both returns to WWE, check out Matthew Wilkinson's article trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Those are all the headlines that are trending right now on this Tuesday afternoon. If you'd like more information on what's happening in the world of pro wrestling, definitely go ahead and check out eWrestling News. Definitely check out Wrestling Inc. And definitely check out Figure 4 online as well, as they are here to give you all the news and information in the world of pro wrestling. Once again, don't forget, follow me on social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. I do a podcast called Headlines each and every day where I scour the web and I scour social media to bring you all the latest news so you don't have to. It's a one-stop shop to find out everything that's happening with your favorite wrestler in your favorite promotion. That's going to do it right now, but we will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of 